Hi, I'm Matt Smith, driver of the number 87 Outlaw Figure 8 car at Indianapolis Speedrome. And you are listening to the Ease and Beast podcast. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the Ease and Beast, the bacon and eggs of wrestling sports podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Thanks for joining us here on the E's and B's on a very special Friday here as we'll be diving into the top 10 favorite race car drivers and wrestlers of mine. Also dragging in for a very special day, we'll have a special guest in the meat department as well with Lauren, but let's flip that egg and get right to the sunny side up. Starting right on off, folks, off a crazy another sports week this last weekend, we're going to jump right into the UFC 264 results and what some crazy results it was. Of course, obviously sold out there in Vegas, first time, back since the pandemic. What an amazing crowd. And of course, going into the weekend, I, I was watching all the weigh-ins and stuff, and I knew that the McGregor camp was there, loud and proud. And of course, obviously the booze for Dustin coming out. But going into Saturday night, we had Sean O'Malley getting a huge 
Huge win and a very impressive display. Five rounds and a big decision. Also, Jessica Iowa, when she left the, r- the ring there on Saturday night, looked like she was leaving with a third eye, folks. If you didn't see that, go back, check it out. She got, got a massive cut to the forehead. Of course, the memes have been thrown around all week long on Twitter. You know, very scary looking thing. Uh, uh, unfortunate, uh, fortunate enough for her, she was okay. Uh, got some stitches. I think Dana White said like 13, but go back, check it out. It definitely looks like another eye on top of her forehead. It was pretty crazy scene to see. After that, the co-main event, well, it was more like the boring fight of the night. That's what everybody else was claiming as Gilbert Burns got a big win over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who we were pulling for here on the E's and B's. Unfortunate for him, but now Gilbert Burns puts himself in another run for another title shot, it seems. And then, of course, in the main event, the big talk of the night. Everybody's heard all about it, I'm sure. Obviously, Dustin Poirier getting the win. Let's just say he got the win. Of course, Conor McGregor not agreeing, saying on a technicality, as in the middle of the ring, or right before the round ended, my fault, he actually was stepping back, being rushed, and, uh, well, we've seen it before, folks. We've seen it on Chris Weidman. We've seen it on Anderson Silva, and now on Conor McGregor as he snapped his, I think it was his tibia, or one of his front bones in his leg. It was not his actual ankle. It looked like his ankle. And, of course, that ended the night for him, giving the win to Dustin. Dustin now taking advantage. Obviously, that was the rubber match. He's up 2-1. But the story coming off of that was the the interview from Joe Rogan and Connor as he was laying there with that broken leg on the mat, you know, calling out Dustin Poirier, saying that was not a, a win. It didn't count. He wants to fight him again. But the worst part, folks, was... He brought his family into it, and I, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I disagree. That, that has no place in anything. We all know that out there. That was the only sad part, downfall, I think, besides, obviously, the break in the leg of the evening. But congratulations to Dustin on getting that big win. Now, you know, it was said in the press conference afterwards by Dana White, he's on his way to a title shot. So we'll keep our eyes on that. We'll keep you updated here on the E's and B's with all the UFC news, when we like to report it and when it comes in. Also, We'll keep you going on all the other sporting news here on the E's and B's. Let's jump right into the All-Star Weekend, folks. What an amazing weekend it was here in Denver, Colorado. Beautiful weather, hands down. One of the better All-Star games as far as attendance and everything all around I've seen in a long time as uh, Denver pulled off a good one, folks. And if you did not see the home run derby that went down this past Monday, wee! Congratulations to everybody in the home run derby. I've got to admit, that was one of the best home run derbies I've seen in many, many years. I like the new floor mat of three minutes. You know, no outs included, no more. So it's basically as many home runs as you can hit in three minutes. And, of course, they threw in a little bonus if you hit over 475 yards. You got an additional 30 seconds, and then any other ball past that, you got one more. So an additional minute basically on top of three. So we'll say four minutes around. But the story coming out of the night was Pete Alonzo, New York Met. That's right, last year. Well, I wouldn't say last year, but I'll say 2019 defending home run champion. So basically, this would be back to back since we didn't have it last year. But he putting on a display in the first round, breaking a record as I called it last week, right here on the E's and B's. That's right, folks. He smacked us amazing 35 home runs in the first round. And it didn't wear him out at all as he had the groove all night long, folks, going up there as the DJs was playing that whatever they requested. And, of course, he requested all New York rappers for the whole three rounds that he was in. 
obviously going all the way to the finals. Another great story coming out of the Home Run Derby was Mancini from the Orioles. You know, obviously he's a former cancer patient, had colon cancer just recently, you know, coming back to the MLB and how great it was to see him put on a great performance, you know, making it all the way to the finals. Of course, we kind of had a feeling that Pete Alonso just had the groove in him and there was no doubt that he had it won, but it was a very, very cool story to see there on the other hand. So congratulations to both those folks. Making an amazing home run derby for everyone to see, not only in here, or excuse me, not only to see here, right here in Colorado, but on home or at home on your TVs. That was a great, great time for sure. Let's talk about what happened on Tuesday. Well, it was the All-Star Game, obviously following up the home run derby. And for eight years now running, the American League keeps the winning streak alive, getting the huge win over the National League. Um, the big MVP story coming out of the All-Star game was the rookie, folks. That's right, Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who I wish would have entered into the Home Run Derby contest because I feel like he would have had a really good shot, and we might have had even a better display than what we've seen, even though you know the only letdown we'll talk about really is Ohani there in the Home Run Derby as he started out like one home run in his first almost two minutes and then finally kicked it into gear. And got to where he could make a tie. And then he had a slug off with Juan Soto that was an amazing. This is first round stuff. We've seen 35 home runs and a slug off all in the same round. It was very, very cool. Like I said, I can't say enough about it. I can't wait to see what happens next year as a Pete Alonso was asked if he was going to return and try to defend the title and go for the third and, and tie our man, Ken Griffey Jr. as the other person with three home run derby championships to his name. We'll have to wait and see, he said, so we'll keep you up to date here on the E's and B's. Obviously, next year, we'll be moving to a new location. It's going to be pretty, you know, different as uh, the thin air here obviously helped out the flight of the ball, in my opinion. So next year, we'll have to see where we land, and I can't wait to see who enters into the Home Run Derby. But also, on Tuesday, another great game there. Uh, the guys were actually trying, and like I said, the MVP winning, going to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for hitting the two-run home run, having a solid game there. Uh, also, another great story, Nolan Arenado coming out of the All-Star Game, standing ovation from the former home crowd here in Colorado. He had a nice little couple one-hand plays. Not too sure. I uh, can't remember what he did on the stick, but uh, congratulations to him to coming back to his hometown and putting on a, a solid display, we'll say, for the All-Star Game. How about let's talk NBA Finals, folks. Well, things are now knotted up 2-2. That's right. I called it. I knew it. Milwaukee was going to sneak in there and get a couple games, folks. I just had that sneaking suspicion they weren't going to go lay down here in the NBA Finals in 2021. And coming out of the, the fourth game there, think the speculation is, you know, where was Chris Paul as he did not show up? Uh, another low kind of scoring game as it seems to be the theme this year in the Finals. But now, like I said, we're knotted up 2-2. Going to keep it very interesting going into tomorrow night, Game 5. It Back in Phoenix, they got a chance to get home court back in there. In their favor, we'll have to wait and see. We'll keep you guys updated next week. Who knows? We might be talking about who the champ is. Who do you guys got out there in E's and B's land? Hey, or heck, why don't you like, share, subscribe, or pass the gravy? Spread the butter. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. Keeping things going, guys, here on the sunny side up. Let's jump into some new talk. That's right. You're talking racing. How about some drag racing? That's right. No prep fan. My man Steve over there getting all the coverage on the MP, on the MPK series. That's right. The no prep king series going down. Obviously the tapes, tapings will be later on discovery, but he's getting all the inside scoops, you know, getting the pit tours, 
getting some uh, information from the drivers, especially when they're bringing in new cars to the tracks. Lots of great stuff over there from No Prep Fam. Check him out on YouTube. Great, great follow. You will not be disappointed if you are a drag racing or street outlaws racing fan. I, I guarantee it, folks. And he's got a lot of cool things coming uh, real, real soon to his channel. So make sure you guys go over there and give him a, a look and like and a share from the E's and B's crew over here. Keeping it going here. Let's talk NASCAR. That's right. Last weekend in Atlanta, what a crazy race it was. Coming down to the Bush Brothers. That's right. But as you heard in the opening, the story all week long has been shaken, bake. That's right. As Ross Chastain helping out teammate Kurt Busch to get the block kind of uh, maneuver at the end of the race for Kurt Busch to pull ahead to get the huge win on the last time of running that configuration there at Atlanta, that's right, Kurt Busch sneaking out that win. Uh, the rumor was he took home a couple pieces of the track, you know, because they're going to be tearing that thing up, reconfigurating it for next year. Also, the talk all weekend long there in Atlanta was a lot of race car drivers and other people were not very happy that they were going to be changing the Atlanta Motor Speedway, but we'll have to wait and see. I know Dell Jr. talked a little bit about it on his show this last week and said, Looking at it on the iRacing, it really wasn't that big of a difference, even though it looks like it on paper. So I guess we'll have to wait and see next year, folks, what it looks like and if it's still bad fast. I really hope so. Obviously, this weekend, NASCAR going right into New Hampshire. That's right, Loudon. It's going to be a good race as it's getting closer and closer to playoff time, folks. And there's only a few spots there dangling. Uh, I think we're up to 12 winners this year. So there's only four point spots right now as it stands getting in. So, you know... People are going to get desperate. Races are going to get a lot better. If you like the wrecks, I suggest you start keeping an eye out as it'll be coming down to a couple drivers there before the last race, before the playoffs start. Keeping things over in the race car world. Let's how about let's talk some short track racing. That's right. This last Monday, as I talked last week about it there on the E's and B's, we had the Red Bud 400 going down at my home track there in Anderson Speedway. And boy, oh boy, it was what some people would say a wreck fest. Uh, dirty driving, you name it. But all in all, in the in the end, getting the huge win, the number one thirty one of Kyle Crump. Uh, I've seen a few videos. Pretty spicy move at the end of the race to get the race lead. Of course, there was several instances where uh, people claimed to get ran over and sent to the tail, and maybe they didn't think it was appropriate. But crazy race, all in all, our man, the number thirty five machine of Greg Van Os coming down. To the wire, he gets the fourth place finish, and boy, oh boy, if you would see the pictures there he's got on social media, would never be able to tell by the way they look. Grill hanging off, and I'm pretty sure there was not, or there was a dent on each side of the car for sure from the pictures I've seen, but a great job for him finishing fourth. Only seven cars, folks, left on the lead lap when this thing was all said and done. Uh, obviously this is a big big event every year there at Anderson we'll have to wait and see who shows up next year for the red button but congratulations to the 131 from from us here at the E's and B's how about some CRA talk that's right the all-star series will be in Nashville this weekend also folks if you don't know the SRX series series final will be in Nashville this weekend and there's a big name joining the crowd that's right I talked about it last week it's Chase Elliott's turn to show up and race not only the big dogs, but his pops should be very interesting. Some people going for the uh, SRX Series Championship. I know Tony Stewart on top right now. It seems to be he'll probably be pulling out the big win on the championship side for that there this weekend. Keep an eye out for that going down Saturday night. 
the last race for the SRX series. And like I said, Chase Elliott will be in attendance. Can't wait to check it out. Uh, of course, this weekend at the Speed Room, we got a double header going down. That's right, folks. Two nights of racing and fireworks. Of course, our boys, the Outlaws, will be there. We'll be cheering on Matt, Ben, Austin, Jesse, all the big dogs there in the Outlaw Figure 8 series. Can't wait to hear who brings home the checkered flag. We'll talk all about that next week. Give you the winners and losers from there. Last but not least, let's talk about the home track here in Colorado. That's Colorado National Speedway. Well, of course... They were rained out two weeks ago, but this weekend they got the racing in, and it was the transportation halls night there at the races here in Colorado National Speedway. Here's who came out on top and the results in the super lot in the super late models. Fast time went to number 87, Tim Trostel with a 15.542. Good job to him. Also, therefore, the super late models in the win for the feature. It was the number 32 machine once again, and Brett Yaki. That's right, getting a huge win in the super late model series. It was a photo finish, folks. Pretty cool. Go check it out there. That's ColoradoNationalSpeedway.com. They got some pretty cool pictures from last weekend. Very, very close between him and the number 11 machine of Darren Robinson for the win in the future. Uh, keeping things going. How about the late models? Fast time went to number 31, Rick Smith for 17-1-2-4. In the future, the win went to number 31 of Rick Smith. So wrapping up, sweeping them up. That's right, getting fast time and taking the future home there in the late models last weekend. For the Super Stock Series, we had fast time going to number 15, our boy Jeremy Wall with a 19-5-8-9. But in the future, it was our other guy. That's right, in the number 49 machine, looking slick. Congratulations to Chris Cox getting the huge win in the Superstock Series. Man, it's a nice ride. I can't wait to check it out in person here real soon. And then, last but not least, they had the Demo X. The winners was number 48, Machino Joe Prante. And in the heavy division, number 82 of Ty Connell. This weekend, folks, they got the Pro Trucks, the Modifieds, the Legends, the Bandaneros, and the Train Series. So go check it out. Colorado National Speedway, folks. It's going to be a good one. We'll be... Hopefully catching up with some of those drivers next weekend as uh, me and my road dog Ty plan on being out there making a stroll through the pits and catching some very cool racing. Of course, our favorite series will be in stock as it's the super late model street stocks, pure stocks, and figure eights next weekend. So keep tuned to the E's and B's. We'll keep you updated on what's going on there. Now, coming up next, folks, I'm going to get her in here. She's going to help me out. We're going to talk about my top 10 favorites. That's right, my favorite race car drivers and my favorite wrestlers of all time. Coming up next, you're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. to a special edition of the meet here on the E's and B's. I've got a very, very special guest with me today. I'd like to introduce the lovely, that's right, the statistician of this show, the person that holds it all together, it's Lauren. Hello. Also, I'd like to give a huge shout out, a happy anniversary to my lovely wife of 10 years now today. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. I can't imagine it with anybody else. It's been an amazing ride. Can't wait for many, many more. Happy anniversary, babe. I love you so much. Decade. Yes, yes, man. Oh, man, it's went by strong. fast, that's for sure. Yeah, it has, actually. Obviously, this week, folks, Lauren being the guest, we got two special things to talk about. It's my top ten favorite race car drivers, and, of course, as you heard there just a minute ago, my favorite wrestlers of all time. Obviously, Lauren's going to chime in a little bit, give us some of her thoughts, and then we'll let her go, and she'll be back with us here in just a little bit in the toast. But let's dive right on into it here and talk about my top ten favorite race car drivers of all time. Obviously, starting at number 10, current driver, Lauren. I had to put him on the list because he's 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 growing on me so fast. And, and who knows, before it's all said and done, he could be in the top five ever. We'll have to wait and see how things shake out. But that's the number nine machine currently of Chase Elliott. Uh, I've been watching him since he's been racing the late model series way back in the day. Um, he's obviously, you know, an apple off the tree from his dad. You know, followed him right in the same footsteps. Maybe even could be having a better career when it's all said and done. We'll have to wait and see. But obviously, worthy of my top 10 spot. That's who's going to get my top 10 on this week. Or, or excuse me, that's who's going to get my top 10 spot on the favorite race car drivers this time, Lauren. Okay. Moving in right into number nine. Well, some people might be shocked when I say this one. But I grew up kind of disliking this guy. Uh, to be honest, you know, just kind of the old theme of he wins too much and you kind of get burnt out. And of course, way back in the day, NASCAR was so much different. This guy would run away with certain races and it would make it hard to watch for a lot of folks, but I could not leave him out on the top 10. And like I said, this is my list, you know, my opinion. So please don't be upset with me, but at coming in number nine, it's the number three machine of Dale Earnhardt senior folks. That's right. I understand he's, he's low. Yes. I'm okay. putting senior on the list. This is my favorites. I'm not ranking them by the best driver. I'm just ranking them by my favorite. So please bear with me. Coming in at number eight, Lauren, this might be one you're not, you're not too familiar with, but he drove a couple machines. He drove the number two Miller Lite machine, the number 27 Kodiak machine, and maybe kind of had a little bit of, uh, resemblance of why we named one of our, uh, pets back in the day. That's the, the Rusty Wallace. <laughs> That's right. I used to love him. Uh, had a, a lot of his m- memorabilia growing up. Of course, my dad was an avid NASCAR fan. Went to a lot of races and, and brought me back a lot of memorabilia of several of these people that are on this list. Keeping things going, Lauren. Let's go right into number seven. And kind of might sound familiar because that's right. His son was number ten. Coming in at number seven, it's the number nine machine of Bill Elliott's Wild Bill mm-hmm. from Dawsonville. What do you know about that guy, Lauren? Uh, Obviously, you know he's Chase's father, but did he is he the one that died in a no, hello? No. Okay, sorry. No, nah, he was I the first one million dollar <laughs> winner in the All Star race way back in the eighties. Uh, one of the most historic things. He drove a Ford for most of his career. This is why I'm not doing a top ten racer. That's right. We're gonna get her involved more <laughs> on the wrestling, folks. She's got some wrestling that she likes to watch, and I know she's got a solid top ten list. And we'll get to the wrestling here in just a minute, but let's keep it going in the racing world. At number six, how about Smoke, Tony Stewart? That's right. Also, another one you just you had to watch every time he went on the track, you know, especially in the short track races. Now, when he's running all these dirt races, man, he's always the one to watch. And obviously, we talked just about him here a little bit ago in the SRX series, going for the championship this weekend. But one of the best to do it. That's right, Tony Stewart coming in at six. Number five, that's right. We're getting into the top five now, Lauren. The number 99 machine, I, you know, obviously I grew up more of a Ford fan as a kid. It kind of trickled into my adult years, 
please don't hate from, hate me for that. But I love this guy because maybe because he could do a backflip, but he also was a heck of a driver and very aggressive. That's the number 99 machine of Carl Edwards. All right, moving into the top four. Well, I talked about his daddy. Maybe I could have flip-flopped, but I liked watching this guy a lot better than his dad. Obviously, uh, he was very entertaining on the mic. And still to this day, now an excellent host on everything he puts his hands on or, or is he, he's involved in. And that's the number 88 or the number 8 machine of Dell Earnhardt Jr. Coming in at 4, Lauren. Mm-hmm. All right, next three might be a little ancient for some of you, for some of you young, younger folks. But these guys are the guys I grew up on and the guys that I will always love until the day I die. Coming in, number three, it's the number seven machine of Alan Kowicki. Okay. Do you know anything about Alan Kowicki, Lauren? No, not a thing. Well, how about next time we watch a race and it happens, I'll show you. But he's very famous for the backwards pace lap when it's all over. Oh, yeah. When I the winner goes. Me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started uh, it. Yeah, he started it. Uh, very good late mile driver coming up through all the series there in the northern area, kind of. Wisconsin, and he also drove the number seven machine of the Hooters car. So uh, as a kid, younger, you know, kind of stood out. But he was a very competitive driver, and I loved him. Unfortunately, died. You know, we lost him way too early. Along with my next guy, the number two guy coming in second, probably my most favorite kid besides the next guy growing or favorite driver as a kid growing up. Besides, of course, my number one, and it was the number twenty-eight machine of Davy Allison. Oh man, oh man, that that Haviland car was the slickest thing out there. Um, I think it's what made me love Thunderbird still to this day. You know, I, I wish we'd seen a lot more of him in the in the short track series around all around the nation, but of course we don't. But yeah, he was another one we lost way too early. I think if uh, we wouldn't have lost these last two guys, they probably would have went on and won maybe a couple championships or at least challenged Dell Senior uh, maybe a little bit more than what what did happen back then. And now, coming in for my number one favorite race car driver of all time. That's right, folks. It's the number six machine of Mark Martin. Man, oh man. Uh, I've known this guy since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Uh, when the ASA was going on in the Anderson, uh, Indiana, Anderson Speedway era, of course, they come to town once a year, like the Red Bud race we just talked about that went down Monday. It was the ASA drivers when I was a kid. And Mark Martin... When he came to town, boy, boy, he always came to my father's shop and did uh, autograph signings. And sometimes uh, Mark Martin and my father and the, and my mother and, and uh, Mark Martin's wife would go out for, you know, a good time afterwards before the night before the race and such. But always since day one, Mark Martin's been my man and uh, he always will be. Unfortunately for him, never got that big championship, came so close so many times. But uh, the shortest guy out there, but the strongest guy with the biggest heart for sure, in my opinion. So that's it. My number one, Lauren, is the number six machine of Mark Martin. Mm, that's cool. Personal. Our, yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of means or means something to me. So you know, I, I think I'll keep that with me all the way to the end. Now let's talk what everybody else is waiting on. Some wrestling. That's right. Here's my top ten wrestlers of all time, folks. And this this one uh, uh more than the other. It, this one fluctuates a lot more. I have to say, Lauren, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> But before we dive into my list, how about let's hear from the lovely Lauren, her top 10 wrestlers, folks. Bear with her because, you know, she's not been really into wrestling that long. Of course, I'm the one that's turned her on to it. And, of course, the kids now love it as well. Not so long it, at all. So it helps that it's on all the time around here. So she definitely, uh, def you know, 
going in and out of the room, will make a stop appearance, and sometimes you get hooked. Mm -hmm. And she definitely loves AEW a lot more than most, but uh, it's really cool to see that she's dove into the wrestling world here in in the Easenby's family. All right, Lauren, you ready? Let's get it started yeah. for your number ten. Uh, so my number ten is kind of a combination. It's uh the NWO. Okay, okay, so a group from That's, the nineties. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. And of course, um, she's they, familiar with that, you know, seeing it, you know, recently. But that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, with the uh, Monday Night Wars, uh, they yeah. were a huge part of that, and just what they did was really, it was groundbreaking. Really cool and for and the time. you know, we're still talking about it twenty five years later. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Number nine would probably have to be The Rock. Okay, Dwayne <laughs> The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Can't disagree with you. Uh, eight would be uh, Becky Lynch. Okay. Okay. Cool. Can't wait for like her return. Her. Yeah. 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 She's she's coming off a baby with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, the rumors and, and the pictures she's I've been seeing. In shape she's too. in really good shape. So I you know, I think maybe SummerSlam, hopefully. I, I would hope. You know, they definitely need it over there with Bailey going down just last week for nine months. Yeah. So Yeah. Um number seven would have to be Britt Baker. The queen of AEW. That's right, right Miss DMD herself. Awesome, awesome. I might need to put her a little bit higher because I'm really impressed that she put herself through medical school. It's not an easy thing to do, and then she kind of did this as a side gig and ended up actually being really, really good at it. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, number. Six, I was having a little bit of trouble with. Um, I'm not sh sure exactly who it is. It's a, a Lucha Libre uh, wrestler. I can't remember if it's... Rey Mysterio? No, no, no. It was. It's an older one from the 90s. Um, gosh, we watched him when he was first starting out, and he did a lot of flips and jumps. Oh, man, that could started be Started out with people. just a couple tattoos, and then... That, that, you're probably talking about Rey Mysterio. It might be Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I think you're talking Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my number six. Awesome. That's a great one. That's a good one. Solid list here, folks. Like I said, don't forget, she doesn't been, you know, she hasn't been into wrestling very long. And, and these are these are solid names for a solid list, in my opinion. My uh, list coming up next. Number five would definitely have to be Macho Man. Awesome, Randy awesome. Savage. Okay, okay. Uh, number four is Sasha Banks. Woo! She's always been my girl. The boss. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boss. She is. She's a hard worker, and she it is paid off through the recent years. ESPY winner. Did you know that? No, just I didn't know that. Yeah, just went in an ESPY last week. More of a reason to yes, to so cool, like man. Her. She does a lot of cool things. She does. Uh, number three is John Moxley. Yeah, I have loved Mr. him Mox. since the first time I saw him on AEW. Yeah, he's, he's a great. crowd pleaser. That's he for is. sure. That's for sure. Yes. Plus, he seems like the type of person that'd be cool to hang out with. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Get it down two. to it. Let's how about it? Number two? Uh Undertaker. Woo. You will always Ooh. be in my top. Yeah, three. that's yeah. If you knew uh, our little one, definitely Undertaker's gotta be yep. in your list or you Undertaker. might be in trouble. Yeah, you better know who Undertaker is. Number one right now is Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Solid, solid list, Lauren. Awesome stuff. Uh like hers, I'm sure it will be changing just like mine throughout the years or maybe throughout the months. Who knows? We'll touch base in another six months and see. Yeah, how much definitely, this has definitely. <laughs> how about let's dive real quick into mine? We'll get things going and we got the scramble and tables coming up for you. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter. 
tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. All right, here we go, Lauren. How about this? Starting off, number 10, Arn Anderson. Man, oh, man, I, uh, you know, I've been watching him for a very long time. I'm, I'm so thankful that he's still in the wrestling game. Of course, taking a big blow just a week ago from Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair Black. And uh, But back in the day, he was one of the most solid wrestlers, always guaranteed a good match, and uh, he will probably always stay roughly around my number 10 spot. Um, coming in at number nine, it's flying Brian Pillman, not junior, senior. Uh, Brian, um, Brian Pillman Jr. is, is very, very great. Uh, I think he's coming into himself and he's got uh, a little bit more to go, but he's going to be amazing if he keeps up with what he's got going. But his dad, on the other hand, had it for me. You know, he had, he had it all. He had the character down, um, definitely had, you know, the, the psychopath craziness, on lock, uh, you know, unfortunately just couldn't maintain it. We've all seen the dark side. Un- unfortunate story, of course, for him. But I will always have him as well in my top nine as he was one of the, my first time high flyers, Lauren, as a kid. That's that maybe not considered Lucha re- Libre to me, but that's what uh, the flying, you know, that we see more often these days. Uh, Brian Pillman Sr. was uh, one of the first ones uh, to I or one of the first ones for me to see. Uh, growing up watching wrestling mm. coming in at number eight how about the hitman brett hart yeah. man oh man it, it, this list is so tough for me because i got so many heavy hitters on here but uh brett hart of course the executioner you know big big controversy with the montreal screw job all that all that craziness yeah. uh, unfortunately i didn't like the way his career ended but uh, i think he did enough on the front side for me to be in my top 10 so that's why he comes in at number eight Coming in at number seven, this is a familiar one to you, Lauren. That's right. It's The Undertaker. Just like you had mm-hmm. him on your list, I could not go with not putting him on my list. Uh, number you seven. You hear his walkout music and you just stop. And your eyes pop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, our daughter, she, she could almost be dead asleep and his music would hit and yeah. she'll pop up and, and hit. She'll look for it. Wherever it's at. She wants to see it. Um, it's the she fascination. The she loves it and, and we do too. It's so cool. But definitely deserves to be in the top 10 of wrestlers all time, in my opinion. Coming in at number six, another kind of cool character, folks. Sting. And, of course, we know he's still doing it. Uh, I love everything he's done in the past. And it's so cool to see um, him still getting in there now. Uh, Hopefully, you know, staying healthy. Sting was your favorite? I'm going to have to go with the the first Sting, the Surfer Sting. Um, Surfer Sting. That's the one that caught my attention, of course. That kind of, you know, before Ultimate Warrior, I kind of really remember Sting's face paint before Warrior. But Warrior came on hot and heavy. But Sting, you know, just was that different guy. And uh, I don't know. I always kind of had a thing for the blonde hair, I guess, uh, back then. How about this? My top five. Number five. This might shock some of you folks out there, but it's going to be Hollywood. Hawk. Hogan or the regular Hogan, either way. Um, I kind of liked him when he went to the dark side. Too. I do, uh, yeah. The heel change, another crazy moment in wrestling. But of course, you know the 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 face Hogan is what I grew up on for majority of my childhood. And, and you know, if you were going to an event, you wanted to see Hulk Hogan slam somebody, and that was it. Yeah. You know. And that's, uh, that's what put he'll, always, he'll always probably go down at least in my top five. Who knows? I'm not sure if he'll ever go any higher because these next four I'm about to name are some of my favorites ever. How about this? Number four, another legend, folks. The 14-time champ. That's Rick Flair. Woo! 
that's right, folks. Uh, another one that could be, you know, you know, easily, you know, suggested to be in my top four, all the way to number one. These next ones are obviously are my favorites. I'm not ranking them by how good they are in real life. It's just obviously what I like. How about this? Number three, I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to bring in two guys. That's right. The greatest tag team ever, folks. Mm. It's the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. You know, you cannot go without putting them in the top ten. As That's, that's another game-changing tag team uh, from my childhood and still to this day being heavily talked about. Of course, rest in peace to both those guys. That's so sad, but uh, they'll never be forgot on what they did there in the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, probably will go down, obviously, as my favorite tag team ever. Mm-hmm. How about this? Let's break it down the last two before we get you out of here, Lauren. Number two, still wrestling. And some people might disagree, but this is my favorite. How about the Le Champion, Chris Jericho? Man, oh man. Jericho. Uh, obviously I talk all about him in the shout outs all the time. Winnipegers, everything he puts his hands on seems to turn gold, but I do personally love him as a wrestler. Uh, I appreciate it. And I think it's cool that he's still, you know, at it at 50 years old. You know, still maybe doing some things he shouldn't, but, you know, he's also putting on (laughs) a crowd-pleasing performance almost 99% of the time he steps out of there. And uh, right now, things could change, but for right now, I'm going to have to keep him at number two. That's Chris Jericho. All right, you ready for it, Lauren? My number one favorite wrestler of all time. He was over there on Lauren's list, but he's so high on my list, you heard it in the break. Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage. Yep. That's right, folks. He's always going to be my favorite. Uh, we talked about it many, many times here on the E's and B's as his promos might not have made sense or might have been the craziest thing you ever seen, but everything that came out of his mouth, in my opinion, was gold. And inside the squared circle, that man could get it done. Growing up in a wrestling family, um, just another tragic story, of course, ending for him, but Always will be in my book, my favorite wrestler of all time. Of course, a few years back, you know, dressing up like him for Halloween. You remember yep. that, right, Lauren? Sure do. Uh, just, you know, obviously one of the best ever to do it. You know, if maybe... I see any Macho Man stuff out there, I will always send a picture or buy it for yeah, him. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that'll be the way it goes to the end. Yep. There you have it, folks. That's my top ten favorite race car drivers, my favorite wrestlers. And, of course, we got Lauren in here, and we heard her favorite top 10 wrestlers of all time right now you're listening to the e's and b's lauren it's been fun i can't wait to join you here in a little bit in the toast we'll have you back talk a little bit of what we talk a little bit about what we got coming up excuse me my top 10 favorite cities of the week that's right all right thanks again lauren we'll see you next time we'll be right back you're listening to the e's and b's podcast so much for Lauren coming in there, talking top 10 favorites. We'll definitely have her back in the future on the meet segment, of course, to talk a lot more crazy other things. And of course, obviously, we'll have her back here just shortly on the toes to talk about repping your city. That's right. But let's get into the scrambled segment and talk some wrestling. That's right, folks. Just a little bit to get in here before we bring Lauren in the toast. How about this? Going down tomorrow night. Impact Slammiversary 2021 is finally here. That's right. We've been talking about it here on the E's and B's podcast for a couple of weeks. But here's the card going down tomorrow night there 
at Slammiversary, we got W. Morrisley taking on Eddie Edwards. Then we got a World Tag Team Championship with a bunch of guys in there with Violent by Design, Swan and Mac, TJP, and Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la. And also, of course, who would not forget, the Good Brothers. Winners will be the Tag Team Champions over on the women's side, Tag Team style. Fire and Flavor will be taking on Havoc and Rosemary. Boy, oh boy, I feel like we've seen that match so many times. Anyhow, keeping it going. In the X Division, they got a six-man for the X Division Championship. Chris Bay seeming to be the favorite favorite in that one. We'll have to wait and see how it turns out. Also, Moose taking on Chris Sabian. And in your co-main event, we the women's champion, Deanna Peraza. And folks, the mystery opponent. That's right, we've been talking about this one too for a couple weeks now. Who will it be? My guess, I think, at this point, it's probably going to be Mickey James. Who knows, though? I would love for it to be anybody from AEW, like I talked about just a few weeks back. Let me know who you think it's going to be out there in E's and B's land. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Follow us over there at E's and B's on Twitter. Or you can catch up with us at E's and Keeping things going here on the Scrambled segment. Just a couple things here coming up to, or excuse me, coming up on Sunday. It's the first pay-per-view for WWE back in front of fans. That's right, folks. Down in Fort Worth, Texas, we got money in the bank Sunday night. I can't wait. This should be a decent card, especially in front of the fans. Of course, tonight, SmackDown going to be the first live taping in front of crowd for the WWE. So we'll talk all about that next week, see how that thing shakes out. As we know, Wednesday night was crazy. We'll talk about that next, but let's talk about... Sunday, the card for Money in the Bank. How about this for the Tag Team Championship? Osmos and AJ Styles taking on the Viking Raiders. For the Women's Raw Championship, champion Rhea Ripley will be taking on, well, talked about her father just a little bit ago, but Charlotte Flair. Then we got the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match with contestants Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Sinsuke Nakamura, Johnny Morrison, or Drip Drip, whatever you want to say, Biggie, and Seth Rollins. Of course, the winner of that will have the Money in, ba- Money in the Bank briefcase and will have the next shot for, or whenever they're ready, the one of the world championships. After that, we got the women's Money in the Bank ladder match with contestants Zelina Vega, Ashka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. Of course, same rules apply for those girls there. Then, in the co-main event, for the Universal title, champion Roman Reigns will be taking on none other than Edge. Man, oh man, I cannot wait for that match. I really hope the title switches hands, but I don't see it happening as we kind of are still leaning towards The Rock maybe showing up at SummerSlam, or, of course, the big rumors still... John Cena out there, a lot of big names. We'll have to wait and see, you know, who pops up SummerSlam or who doesn't. And Sunday night in the main event, going down at Money in the Bank for the WWE title champion, Bobby Lashley, will be defending against Kofi Kingston. Who do you guys got out there, folks? That's Money in the Bank going down this Sunday. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment below. All right, last but not least here on the Scrambled segment, let's talk about what went down Wednesday night for AEW as it was Fighter Fest night one. Woo, man, oh man. A very pay-per-view worthy event in my opinion as this was their second live taping in front of the home crowd. Of course, down in Texas, they're going to return back to, or excuse me, 
They're going to return to Texas this Wednesday night coming up for Fighter Fest 2. Can't wait to see that. But here's what happened last Wednesday. They started out with John Moxley getting a huge win over Carl Anderson for the IWGP title. Man, oh man, that was a bad to the bone match. Uh, Moxley come out and had that crowd on fire from the start. And I talk about it all the time here on the E's and B's podcast. It depends on how the show starts, is how the crowd's going to react. And he did it right there on Wednesday night. Like I said, I can't wait to see what they got in store for this Wednesday coming up as the opener. Uh, after that, Ricky Starks got a surprising win over Brian Cage and now is the new FTW champion with a little bit of help from his boy, Will Hobbs. Have to check it out. If you didn't see it, go back, look at the highlights. Pretty crazy as now FTW seems to be breaking up. I called that not too long ago, but I still feel like they might add on. So we'll have to wait and see what shakes out with them. After that, we had a little call, or excuse me, after that, we had a little crazy call out. That's right. As Cody comes out of nowhere, getting on the TV mic, uh, screaming about last week. Of course, we talked about that where Alistair Black or Malachi Black, as they now call him, uh, kicked Arn Anderson and Cody both last weekend there, or last Wednesday night. And, uh, this week, Cody was not having it as he asked him to meet him in the ring. And of course, the lights went out and once again, Showing back up this week, two weeks in a row at a live taping. It's the now known Tommy N slash Malachi Black. And, uh, they went at it for a, for a few minutes there, folks. Pretty impressive as now I think the feud is now on between those two, those two gentlemen. We'll have to wait and see when the first matchup's gonna be. I know it's gonna be a crazy one and, uh, I can't wait to see as they got a couple, or they've got a little bit of history, obviously working the WWE together. And uh, this one should be good. We'll talk all about it here on the B's, E's and B's once things shake out. But after that, we had another crazy match as Sammy Garvera getting a huge win over over Wheeler, Utah, in his debut on Dynamite. Of course, Sammy in kind of in his hometown area getting another huge pop. I mean, it was huge pops all night long there at the Fighter Fest night one. I loved it. Like I said in the beginning, it was pay-per-view worthy in my opinion. Um... Chef's kiss from us here at the E's and B's. After that, Sammy match, we had Hangman calling out Kenny Omega, which shook out to be a big mess in my opinion. Now we've got a, like a five on five match coming up with the Elite taking on the Dark Order and Hangman Page. And of course, if he wins, he gets a title shot and Dark Order gets a tag team title shot out of the deal. Should be interesting. We'll keep you updated on how that thing rolls here on the E's and B's. After that, we had Christian Cage taking on an old arch nemesis and Matt Hardy and getting the win. Very, very great match. Uh, I told Lauren before this thing started, it was going to be technical. Uh, I actually saw a little more flying than I was ex- uh, uh, was expected. And it turned out to be another great, solid match between two old, very, very good veterans. So congratulations to Christian Cage and Matt Hardy on a solid match, in my opinion. And Wednesday night, they ended it out with a first, that's right, the first ever coffin match between Ethan Page and Darby Allen. Man, this thing had it all, folks. Uh, if you have not seen the highlights, please go back and check it out. Darby Allen taking some serious bumps, uh, jumping from some serious heights, and of course, ending the match as it, as he did his own coffin drop through a coffin on top of Ethan Page. Uh, you know, I don't know if they could top that if they do another one of those. So congratulations to Darby Allen getting the win and putting on a fantastic show there this last Wednesday night. Obviously, last two things I'll talk about coming up next week, folks. Pele Pro owner-operator Kyle Hessler will be with us. We're going to talk about the huge state of emergency 
pay-per-view going down for him next weekend. He'll talk a little bit about the fight card and maybe some of the new up-and-comers. Who knows? He might even get one of those guys to hop in. We'll have to wait and see. But stay tuned for that as Pele Pro will be with us next week. Kyle Hessler, can't wait to have him. Also, folks, Rocky Mountain Pro back in action, folks. That's right. Live taping is going back on on for them. Make sure you guys go check them out. Get the tickets online. They'll be at a couple different places coming up in the next couple weeks. Don't miss it. Some of the best wrestling on Twitch, in my opinion. That's Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling. All right, folks. We're going to wind things down. We're going to bring her back in here. We're going to rip your city. Stay Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the E's and D's Podcasts. All right, fans, it's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jellies, your cinnamon, your sugars, your butter. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. Bring it back in. Obviously, the love of my life. Ten years. Welcome back, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yes. Well, we're winding things down here on the toast, Lauren. Obviously, you know how we do it. Let's get right to it and talk about those shout-outs for this week. Yes. How about, like I said earlier today, shout out to my friend there, No Prep Fam Steve. That's right, guys. Go check him out. It's No Prep Fam on YouTube. The best No Prep series coverage, in my opinion, going down on YouTube right now. He'll be there live this weekend as they got another hot one going down. They're also in New Hampshire along with the NASCAR series. So, man, if you're in living in the New Hampshire area, a lot of cool racing going on in your neck of the woods this weekend. Also, I want to give a shout-out to the Winnipeggers. Shout-out to Rocky Mountain Pro. Shout-out to my boy Yaden. Shout-out to Dustin Lilith. Pele Pro. And my boy Kyle Hessler. Also, shout-out to the Tony family. Matt Smith. My boy Ty. Neil. Tony. Brian. Of course, here's an old one for you, Lauren. Shout-out to Joe Rosetta. Shout-out to Lee Outloud. <laughs> shout-out to PFI Speed there on YouTube. If you haven't seen that one, guys, go check that out. Another great channel. And last but not least, all my co-workers and friends there at The Green Solution. Shout-out to all you guys. It's been awesome learning going through all the strips, and uh, can't wait to learn some more. It's going to be so much fun. That's all the shout-outs I got this wait, week, wait, wait. folks. We got one more shout-out. What's I just your shout? Who you got? Everybody who was in our wedding 10 years ago. And absolutely. Yeah, at absolutely. our wedding yes, 10 years absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Thank shout you so much. Shout-out to all of you. Drop the ball. Why I'm here. <laughs> and I, that was my next thing. Obviously, another reminder. Happy 10-year anniversary to my lovely wife, Lauren. Oh, man, oh, man. It's been so much fun. How about this, folks? Like I talked about next week coming up, we're going to talk about the state of emergency with Kyle Hessler from Pele Pro. He's got a lot of big names on the card, so make sure you guys do not miss it. Also, folks, coming up in two weeks, we're going to be live from Colorado National Speedway. I promise. I know I've been promising a lot here lately. We've had a little bit of issue over there on the YouTube channel. we got a few things lined up. We'll be dropping it as soon as we can. Of course, the same with Lauren's Murdered Mysteries. She's working on a new one. Won't be long. You'll have that yeah. out, right? Yeah. I was going to give you a reminder that that is coming back. Lauren's Murder Mystery. It's going to be like Cannot sports wait. murder mysteries Cannot now. wait. So. All right. That's all I got. Let me get into this day in sports, Lauren. How about this? 2010 Texas Rangers catcher. Bernie Molina hits for a cycle during an 8-4 triumph over the Red Sox at Fenway Park. He begins with a single in the second inning, a double in the fourth, both off Felix in the fifth, 
Molina belts a grand slam against Fernando Cabrera. Yeah. Facing, Ro- facing Ramon Ramirez in the eighth, Molina triples. He is also just the eighth player with a grand slam and a cycle in the same game. Damn. And the first catcher to ac- first catcher to accomplish this feat. So congratulations catcher? to him. Man, that's he was a catcher? Yeah, catcher? he was a catcher for the Texas Rangers at the time. Damn. Um, 2010. Right. So that was this day in sports. Also a huge shout out to one of the living legends, 53 years old today. That's Barry Sanders from the Detroit Lions. Also actor Will Farrell. I think he's 53 as well today, so happy birthday to both those cool dudes. All right, well, Lauren, that's all I got. Let's dive into your daily notes, and then, of course, rip your city. All right, let's do it. Today, Friday, July 16th, 2021, happens to be our anniversary. Absolutely, the best day ever. (laughs) 10-year anniversary going out to Edward. The love, the heart of my life, the fuel that keeps me going every day. Also, it's Happens to be corn fritter day, so mm. get your get your fritter on. And uh, personal chef day, so all you personal chefs out there, it's your day. Awesome. Uh, Saturday, the 17th, happens to be lottery day. Woo, go get those lottery tickets. Go get, get those scratchers, ticket. as my grandma used to say. That's right. It also happens to be tattoo day. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> cool, cool. I think we might partake in that day. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, see what happens. Yeah, Sunday, two of my favorite things ever sour candy day and ice cream day awesome awesome what a great weekend it's gonna be and it always has been yeah we got ever a fun since weekend. day one i cannot wait so folks here we go let's get to those cities my top 10 favorite cities of this week happen to be number 10 frankfurt germany again germany welcome back to the top 10 thank you so much uh, number nine riverview florida florida thank you so much Back up in the top ten. Woo! Rounding out the top bottom ten. At number six, you guys have fallen. Keep dropping week after week. Denver. Oh, my Denver people have. What's Come up? On. Thank you so much Come for all Number five, Washington, Virginia. It's been a while. Yeah, welcome you. back. Yeah, man, in a strong way. Top five. Yeah, number four, you. Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Michigan. Number three, San Diego, California. Right along with it. so much we love you and make sure you eat your breakfast peace